We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas of Miami Heat Beat, and I'm here to introduce you to our newest party, which, like us, and if you know me, you know how Miami I am, this is pure South Florida. And it's Doral Toyota, where you can find all your favorite Toyota models. Whether you're looking for a new, used, or certified pre owned vehicle, Doral Toyota is located at 9775 Northwest 12th Street, just a few blocks from the International and Dolphin Mall. Experience the Doral difference which means four years complimentary maintenance and roadside assistance on all new vehicles. And let me tell you something, that peace of mind, you cannot buy that. I mean, I know when I got a new car and it wasn't at Dural Toyota, I was upset because of how many problems I was having. And I was wishing I had something like this, a dealer being accountable and helping me. Also, if you mention Miami Heat Beat when you call 305-680-1129 or come in, you'll get to work with a dedicated manager not a salesperson. So it's someone who's high up, who's willing to work with you and, and just just mention us. They'll help you out. Unlike other dealers, Doral Toyota prides itself on honest and transparent buying service. That's Doral Toyota. DoralToyota.com or stop in at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. Se habla in Doral Toyota. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. And with me today, we have a producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Hello. Second time this week. Second time this week. We're ruled and going. We have lots to say because the Heat have made us angry and we have takes. Uh, we have our Heat Twitter president, Alf. Hello. And we have our trash tweeter, Jack Alfonso. 
whatever. <laughs> uh, you can check us out at the Five Reasons Sports Network. Check out our other hosts of shows from Light Skinned Opinions to Smark Your Territory to our newest show, Out for the Count. It's a boxing show, so check that out if you like the fight game. Uh, check out Light Skinned Opinions if you want to hear Alf yell at people. Check out Smark if you like wrestling or three yards per carry or swings and misses or Ethan's show with Chris Whittingham, which we love to slander, but they do good work. So check out all their stuff at the network. At Five Reasons Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere. So, boys, Miami Heat play probably the most frustrating game of the season against the Hawks at home. Uh, they remain winless in their vice jerseys, uh, and they're horrible. And Was that the most frustrating game of the season? I think so, man. I mean, the Hawks I at think home. We all for, knew they were losing. No, nah, like, but dude, the Hawks at home for a second time, dude. Like, come on, they're like you can lose to the Hawks once, and you'd be like, fine, dog. You lose to the Hawks again. Half the Hawks wins are against the Heat this year. Dude, yeah. Like the Hawks have like 40% of their wins against Miami. Like, come 50%. on. Smart it's loss, a great though. Feeling. Smart. Uh, that's, a, that's a big loss for the Tankathon. Small sample size. Small sample size, but, you know, big loss for the Or is tankathon. that a big win? Big, it's a win. Big, it's, yeah, I guess. For yeah. Tankathon, it's a win. Yeah. It's a big win that was a loss. It's a loss for all of us who enjoy, like, aesthetically pleasing basketball. You know, what, like, I think it was. Winslow checked into the game. Shando and, Richardson said it was the uh, the worst high score game he's ever seen, <laughs> which is so true, dude. That Trey Young guy is good. I wish we had a, a a nice rookie prospect like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh wait, Bam's not joke. a rookie. It was it was a joke of uh, Jay Rich being afraid of the moment. No, I I, I a couple things he from that game. Traveled on that shot, didn't he? He totally traveled like big time. I love how Eric Reed was just like upset about it. Oh, It'd be tried. funnier if he just got called for the travel and didn't even take the shot. That would have been hilarious. I honestly, like, I would have preferred that to be the result. I actually would have preferred for him to travel and make the shot and then them call the travel. Is that the same night Jimmy Butler hit the... Uh, the no, that was the night before. I don't... Let yeah. me tell you something. I, like, listen, we love Mike Ryan and we love the Libertar show. I don't like that every local hour, all he does is just say, well, look what Jimmy Butler did and look what Josh Richardson isn't doing. That's super annoying. Like Jack and I, we talked about that early in the season, but I just hate to hear that because Jimmy Butler's a million years old, and he's not like Miami's not was not going to be a contender with Jimmy Butler, and like they they wouldn't have had any assets to make moves, to especially get. not the deal that supposedly was the one that they were about to accept. That was going to be a bad deal. Like yeah. I hate that. I I'm so annoyed with the idea of like oh well you know everything that Jay Rich doesn't do and then look what Jimmy Butler does. Like yeah, that but is you want to a... you want to do this deal for Bradley Beal, so like you don't get to talk. Yeah, but Bradley yeah, Beal's twenty five. But yeah, but you want to not out here criticizing Josh Richardson every time he has a worse game than Bradley Beal. Which See, I, think... I was on I was on on the criticizing uh, Josh Richardson train early. Yeah, you were you were you were you were OG on that. Yeah, I was. Consider like, this, though. He's pulling a Dwayne Wade here. He's trying to lure Zion Williamson to Miami, much like Wade lured LeBron to Miami, just in a different way. It doesn't work like that with the draft. Yeah. He's, playing, he's playing great up until the fourth quarter, where he loses <laughs> the game for us. But him and, him and Spore in cahoots, then. <laughs> he's establishing himself as a star. He'll make the All-Star game. That's a great networking opportunity. For upcoming free agents, Light years. meanwhile, we're getting Zion. So you got to think three steps ahead on this. Justin's do connection calls friends, though. 
Jerry seems like such a cool dude though like networking at the all-star game probably be like really helpful uh he won't make it because they won't win but i i thought something really so after that loss to atlanta so i for those of you who are not really into the twitter stuff uh our network boss and longtime journalist and radio host ethan skolnick has been saying pretty much since the start he's like well this team's not any good and alf and i i think i've been a little louder than alf but alf and i in particular have been telling ethan like ethan this is not this is not a horrible team they're an average 500 team they're not bad and they have this really rough start and alf and i were continually saying like it's okay they'll figure it out and then like this is happening and then after that loss to atlanta I told yeah, but Ethan. they're not. They're not that. They're not as bad as that loss to Atlanta. The problem with the loss to Atlanta is you keep playing shitty ass lineups. I'm sorry, Brian. Write that down. Oh, it's not going on dash. I can say yeah, shitty. That's okay, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alpha's free. I don't have yeah, I'm free as a bird. Anyway, so yeah, um, so it's I, no, it's not. The team isn't that bad. James Johnson is bad. Hassan Whiteside is bad. I'm asking. Thirty-seven minutes of Rodney Magruder is bad, but. Like the team, I mean, the on off, the plus minus on off numbers with the guys that we actually want to see play, they're not a bad team. But I and and Christian Hernandez, the Maple Rick, put it out there this week. That thread he put out about the minutes that these guys are playing, it becomes increasingly obvious that either Spo is mad at Riley and is taking the season, or they're all in, all in cahoots and they're taking the season together, or. Spo is just the worst coach ever. Like Spo has always been super quirky with the beginning of the season. But quirky I think- is one thing. Intentionally not playing your best lineups is a completely other thing. Like I, I will this give is you- a, this is past quirky. This is this is straight up sabotage at this point. I will say I remember when uh, the Luol Deng, Hassan Whiteside, and Chris Bosh thing was going on in the moment. And I remember all of us saying that the statistics show that the team is better with Dang on the four and with one big, either Hassan or Chris Bosh. And Spolster continually tried to play two bigs together up until one of them I, I was... Yeah, but okay, so what was the difference there? An the injury. There was you were building towards something. You're not building towards a James Johnson, Rodney Magruder playoff team. Like, you're not building towards that. So at this point, it's not... Like, there was a reason to try to, like, make the Hassan Bosch thing work. Like, there was a reason for it. There's no reason to not give Justice Winslow closing fourth fourth quarter minutes, especially in a game that he was playing well and he was leading the comeback. I don't really disagree with taking him out late just because he's an offensive liability. And I understand down the stretch you – like basketball can get very specific at the end of games and teams can like, like okay, we're going to let Justice beat us. And, and I understand Spurs are not being confident in Justice making a layup. You know, I, I, I get that. Like, well, you and I may disagree and we want Justice out there. I don't – I understand his thinking when he's saying I don't really want like him him out there late. But one minute of the kids together? No, that's minute. that's the part that bothers me is that they're not playing Bam, Richardson, and Winslow together. And I know if anybody asks Polster why, you know what he's going to say. Oh, no, we just like we like our system. We think we have enough. We're just getting guys healthy, blah, blah, blah. So, like, you know, he'll give the he'll give his, you know, Spo answers for everything. But I think it's really easy on this team, especially when you have such redundant skill sets like James Johnson and Justice Winslow, Rodney. To me, it would make it, it would make more sense if the kids together were a negative lineup and Spo kept forcing them out there. That would make sense to me. 
Like, because, okay, you're trying to build for the future. You're trying to see what these guys can do together. But the reverse doesn't make sense. Like, the only thing that you can look at it and, and say is that they're tanking. They're, it's, it's purposeful. I don't know about that, man. Because, like, so they'll put out Bam and Hassan together, and that's, like, that doesn't work either. And you see Spo trying it and then having a hook. He's like, no, no, this isn't working. So, you know, I see what he's doing. I just, I don't understand the trepidation of doing putting the three out there and playing those guys together or giving Bam and Olenek, which we know to be a very positive like duo together, more minute. That's, And I don't know how much of this is managing contracts and just like, you know, we have to play Hassan or we have to play like these people. Is Hassan, is Hassan useless again? I don't know, Jack. man. Like, that was not that was not. I wonder what special. Jack thinks because, like, Jack is – I feel like Jack sometimes holds himself back, but he wants to say Hassan is useless again. I don't think Hassan is – it depends what you mean by useless. I think he's a productive NBA player who can still give you good minutes, but it's, he's kind of got a weird place in the NBA because there's not really, like, he doesn't belong on a contender accepting limited minutes because you can't really rely on him to close games. But I don't know. I, I don't think they should be playing him. I think Bam is probably a better player. He probably does more. And you're trying to be so politically correct. Yeah, I just think Bam should be playing because he's 21 and Hassan doesn't have a future. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying not to say that Hassan is probably never going to be a player that you want on your basketball team. But it's, it's, it's not at the beginning of the season. Like, I don't know if he's hurt again. It's visible now, right? Am I the only one? It's like he does no explosion again, like the end of last year. Can't finish around the rim like the end of last year. Um, but this whole I mean, team has blocking shots, but we've always known that yeah. uh, when Hassan is blocking shots, it doesn't exactly mean he's be- playing better defense. He looks indecisive as shit on defense now, where at the beginning of the year, he was way more active. He was moving around. I don't know if he's hurt again or like he's just this player that goes through lulls. I have no I idea. I think he's checked out. I think it's hard to blame a player for being checked out on this team. But it is a consistent problem with Hassan. And if it wasn't, and I think that's what you're saying, Alf, is that if this wasn't a recurring issue, then like it would be understandable if he was going through a lull. I don't, but see, but I like, don't understand getting you know, being checked. I, I, I don't think you can understand yeah. being checked out when you're starting the game. Like you're starting the game, that's you're on the floor, <laughs> like at tip off, and you've checked out already. Like, and if that's the case, Spo bench him. At this point, yeah. we're not, tr- there's no increasing his trade value. Like, it's done. You know what I mean? Like, like, what are, like, that's what's upsetting me as a Heat fan. Like, I, would, I don't mind watching losses. I don't mind watching struggles. But I want it to be leading somewhere. Like, to watch Hassan Whiteside, like, start games and just look lack, lackadaisical and not even look like he wants to be out there and miss layups, like, that's not fun. Like, Watching the kids struggle, lose, whatever, I watch that all day long. Even as much as I criticize Josh Richardson, I'd rather watch Josh Richardson try and fail for 82 games than I, than I, than I want to watch Rodney Magruder do the same thing. So, like, as a Heat fan right now, I think the frustrating thing is not the losing. It's just not being able to enjoy, like, the process of it. Oh, God, I said process. You said process. You said oh you said the you said the buzzword. It's funny to think about though, because like 
look back a couple of years when we first got Hassan and we were angry about Spo not playing him enough minutes and bringing him along slow. And now we're seeing the same thing with Bam, but I think the difference is the league values Bam clearly. And even if you don't value him long-term and you maybe don't think he can be the star that some people think he can be, you can raise his trade value. Hassanic, Hassan is static. Nobody's falling for Hassan. Yeah, man. Like, and, and it's, Jack, you're saying this. You said you said it like exactly right. No one's falling for it. So there is no more increasing his trade value. So what is the point at the, at like right now? What's the point? Hassan, like, by the way, ten good games of Hassan Whiteside is not convincing anybody to trade for him. Maybe Mark Cuban. Well, maybe Mark Cuban, but he already has that other jackass. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah, and he's he's Hassan with self-awareness. I kind of want to bring up a couple things, just kind of add some background to our discussion. So Whiteside's last uh, 2020 game was on November 20th. He he had uh, 21 points, 23 rebounds, one steal, two blocks, and 32 minutes against the Nets in in Brooklyn. And then right afterwards, he got diagnosed with knee tendonitis. He sat out of practice the day after. And then he also missed the game on Friday before uh, the game against. Uh, okay, the, there you uh, go. He's hurt again. Yeah, he's hurt. He's, he's been dealing with. So why are we starting him? Like, what, like, I don't know. I mean, he sat out that game, and then that's, that's Bam's uh, kind of breakout game so far this season when he, he had over 20 boards. The Heat are also. Points. The Heat are also two points better defensively with Hassan off the court, and I know early in the season that wasn't the case. So that's been a recent development. I know that when he was on the court, the defense. So was if, good. if the average has gone to two points, but because it was it was it swung huge at the beginning of the season, so that means there's been a huge dip for that for the average to get to two points. Honestly, like looking at the on-off numbers, there's only three Heat players that have a positive net rating on the team when they're uh, when they're on the court, and that be Bam Adebayo. That's Kelly Olynyk, and that's Josh Richardson, and then uh, Duncan Robinson is a zero. So they're not really nice, getting Duncan. they're not really getting a lot from their guys, like in terms of. But I would, I, but I would contend. Look at like the last two weeks. Um. Well, the the Alf, the problem with the last two weeks, and kind of to borrow what Stan Van Gundy was saying on the Levitard Local Hour today, was guys are this team has been very very injured like not even counting Dion waiters but this is a team that has guys in and out of the lineup and that's almost worse so like if you lose a guy to like i don't know an acl you know in your mind okay like we're gonna we're not gonna be with this guy for like extended periods of time every day they don't know who's gonna be in and out of the lineup the coaching staff and the players so it's like when is Dwayne Wade coming back when is Goran coming back and in the beginning of the season it was why isn't at what when is Wayne gonna be no let me finish and you have a rotating door of players in and out of the lineup and at that point like Stan Van Gundy said you don't have depth like this team strikes with depth so now they don't have depth now they don't have Tyler Johnson now they don't have Goran and Guys cannot get continuity with role and rhythm. So I do think that's a big part of why they've been playing so bad. And and the, like the defense has stayed top 10. The defense is still miraculously top 10. No, the, dude. I, honestly, you're, I'm, I'm going to let Jack go because I've talked so much. Go ahead, Jack, because I feel like we have this. We've, just, we've said this every year. They're always injured. And at some point. Last year they, they weren't and they were injured, fine. Then, 
they were in first round. I know, but, but, they but weren't hold on, wait a second, last Jack. year, Hassan got hurt after the first game of the season. Was that yeah. They were injured all last year. What are you talking yeah, but about? They, Dion, they have like Hassan. everybody's out of the damn lineup. Has but it was the same thing last year. The Dion only people that haven't missed time. Dion got hurt for the entire season almost. Except we maximized the lineup missed time. Ellington's missed time. JJ's missed time. Tyler's missed time. They all missed time last year, dude. Like Dwayne missed time. Like we Justice missed time. Half the damn We're purposely team doing the, the reverse. It's been twenty year. games, and like half the team has missed time. Okay, Gianni, that doesn't yeah, mean you don't play your best players. Okay, we're not talking. I, 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 one hundred percent agree with but that. That's, but that's why the team is bad. I it's think it's both, man. It can be both. It's definitely both. If they were one hundred percent healthy, you think they'd be this bad? They'd be a five. But that's what Waff and I have said all damn year. So yeah, it's like Ethan and everyone's is, hitting the damn panic button. Like this team is horrible. Like f- tank season, fire sales. Uh, yeah, this team is horrible. We should definitely tank because there's no point of salvaging this season That's anymore. That's fine. But what give, I, and I've had, I've had uh, some of our listeners DM or not even DM just at the Heapy account talking about how Dwayne Wade should be sent off on this glorious playoff run one last time. He should be. I'm just thinking there's no point of having that again this season. You have to look towards the future and stop living in the past. That's fine, but I'm talking about the logistics on how they're playing and the reality of what the hell is going on. And I do think that when guys get healthy, they're going to start winning games. But I don't think you can do that when they're... You think they're always going to be hurt, Jack? Jack, you're also the person that said Embiid was never going to be healthy in the NBA. That's something you said on this podcast. Yeah. So far, you've been wrong. I don't think he's missed time since... I think I was right about Clayton Thompson Um, saying... Okay, no. But... Even if they're at peak health, which is unlikely, they'll always have something going on. Even if they're at peak health and they get that consistency, they're a five. That's fine, team. but that's all we're saying. That's a borderline playoff team. Why does that's not exciting for Wade? I don't give a shit about Wade throwing up shots in a four-game sweep in the first round. You clearly don't remember that Celtic series in 2010. Okay, but G, but G, I think I don't, I don't know. I, I I think we're losing focus on what the argument is here. The argument is, it's the reason that they're this bad losing to the Hawks at home is not because of injuries, right? Um, oh, think- no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to – it's not because of injuries. It is because of lineup decisions. I think it's both. And either – no, so either we get on the Spo doesn't know what he's doing train or Spo does know exactly what he's doing train. And the problem is, like, we are, we are apologists for Spo so much and I love Spo, and I'm on the Spo knows exactly what he's doing. Train, right? I think they are. T- I think they're doing this purposely. But my point is, I don't agree with this approach. Now you're you're saying that Spo is coaching like he normally would coach. Spo is coaching to win, and they're just not good enough. I don't believe that for a second. I think if you had 25 minutes on the court of uh, Justice, Josh Richardson, Bam, they were starting, and that was your focal point, this team would be a lot better than they are right now. Would they be 500? Probably 500. I'm not, take, I'm not saying they're world beaters. But what I am saying is w- the decisions that they're making right now, the people that they're playing, uh, consistently playing Hassan Whiteside, is for a purpose. And that purpose, to me, is that they're tanking. But my problem is that approach it's so bad for the fan base and it's so bad for the viewing audience. And it's just terrible basketball. And like, you're going to turn off a lot of people. I think we could be 500, miss the playoffs, get a lottery pick while um, 
playing and maximizing the lineups and maximizing the young guys without going this route, without, without me having to watch James Johnson uh, figure out how to play basketball again, without having to watch Hassan Whiteside soak up and down the court, without having to watch 37 minutes of fucking Rodney Magruder, bro. 37 minutes of Rodney Magruder. Just shoot me in the fucking face, bro. I like Rodney Magruder. I like him a lot. Like, he's a fun player. He's a nice guy. I mean, the sweetest guy in the world. He hustles so hard. He tries so hard. But shoot me in the fucking face if I have to watch 37 minutes of Rodney Magruder playing basketball. No team in the league would play Rodney Magruder 37 minutes. Rodney Magruder is an 18-minute-a-night hustle guy. We start him at small forward. Like, kiss my ass. This shit is terrible. Like, I don't know what this is. Like, I don't want to watch it anymore. And you know what the worst part is? I'm going to keep watching every night. Tomorrow night, Friday night, I'm going to carve out two and a half hours of my goddamn night. I'm going to watch Rodney Magruder, James Johnson, and Hassan Whiteside bump into each other for 40 fucking minutes. And I'm going to be livid. I'm going to be mad. At the end of the game, I'm going to be mad. And I'm going to complain. I'm going to bitch on Twitter. I'm going to go on rants. You're going to hate I'm going to be mad because then Christian Hernandez the next morning is going to put out threads and tweets and fucking stats of how good Justice and Josh and Bam were and how shitty J.J. Hassan and Dwayne and whoever the fuck it was. Like, I, it, I, I don't want to watch the season. Like, and maybe, and maybe I'm being selfish. Maybe the better thing is to play Rodney Magruder for 37 minutes. Like, Rodney Magruder 37 minutes is the way to get Zion. But you can still tank while playing the young guys. But that's my and thing, Jack. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, we could have Brian fun this season and, and still get a good draft. I think if you want to tank, Udonis Aslam is minus 42 per 100 possessions. Oh, I can't wait till we get this the kids line up with Udonis. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that's the perfect way to end, one, Udonis's career, and to get Zion, and to see the young kids grow. Dude, that's the perfect situation. Jack, you guys. are you on board with starting lineup, the kids, Dwayne Wade, and Udonis? Let's fucking go. Let's have a good time. Like, let's go. Like, it, that might that, win. That lineup should pay, play 40 minutes a night. I'm here for it. That might win. That team. How pissed that would might... Whiteside be? Who gives a shit? I know. That's why. Yeah. It's so fucking awesome. Just, Just let him stay down. home. Like, let can him I, stay can home. I be honest? I kind of like the sound of that lineup. Is that bad? That's a perfect one. Is that bad that I like no, I, I like a nice the sound enough to rub your nipples, G? I, I, I like that. You know, like, I, I kind of. <laughs> I kind of like the sound of, you know, UD gives some toughness and, you know, Dwayne's a, the ball handler closer guy for that. Line. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in on that. You get point justice. You get tons of UD and Dwayne minutes. You get bam. Oh, man, at- I mean, Alf, I'm living for, like, UD setting a screen and Wade just completely ignoring it, just like the old days. Oh, you get bam at the five? Like, glorious shit. Like, it would be great. And they would lose a ton of games. <laughs> It would be so bad, and that's perfect. Honestly, like, if, if they're going to tank, I want to get, like, the old gang back together. Like, I want to get Chris Anderson out of retirement. I just want to get, like, I want to get Rio. Like, I just want to get my favorites and, like, Call get out there and Brian. let's play shitty basketball. Like, let's wait, 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 what? No. Call it Brian. Like, I, I just, I want my favorites. Like, like, get Shane out of the front office. Like, uh, come on. What is Ray Alf, for Alf, I'm telling you, would you break you know how much plans? money Ray for Alston could make on this Alf. season gambling against the Heat? 
Alf, if tomorrow I told you, you have plans, you had a great date, and I told you, Alf, cancel your date because Dwayne Wade, Mario Chalmers, Chris Birdman, Anderson, Shane Batty, and UD are taking the court together. I just like, I put Chris Bosh out there in a I'm fucking- I'm Chris Bosh as, as coach. Assistant no, in a bulletproof, gla- in bulletproof glass, like, With where his feet stick out and he can move up and down the court. Get Juwan back down. on the court. Like, like, if we get Marcus Camby on that roster too? Marcus Camby needs to find his way into a Heat executive role. Like he's a he's a Heat lifer at this point. Like I'm I'm, I'm sorry, guy. Like I mean, I, I, do you guys enjoy watching James Johnson play right now? Not oh, now. No, I I've never enjoyed James Johnson. <laughs> James Johnson's okay if you're winning. Honestly, you know what I want back really bad. I want Dion. I was about to say Lou Aldeng. I want Lou. <laughs> you know what's back. funny? And I so hate that I'm gonna say this. I think like if Dion was like not hurt, I think he would help. <laughs> of course he, he would help. We're at the point the of the season where oh we God, start. Please, like, I hope he never comes back because he knew he's gonna ruin the whole tank process. You know, I it's gonna be thirty and eleven. It's his fault that we went thirty eleven. Like, yes, guys, what the hell would one happen again? I have a, I have a. You know, it's funny. Dion is like the then symbol. Then his ass back home to Philly. Dion is the symbol for like this Heat era. Uh, I have guys. I have a question for for. I know how Brian's gonna answer for for Jack and for Alf. I put this on Twitter on the Heat Beat account. Vote at Mi Heat to follow us there and all their stuff. I give you the thirty and eleven. Like so, I, I'm gonna tell you the Heat are gonna go eleven and thirty for their first forty one games. And I'll promise you an 11 and 30 finish with the moments that Dion Waiters had, except it's Dwayne Wade having those moments and they miss the playoffs by a game. Do you take 11 and 30 finish or 30 and 11 finish? 30 and 11 finish. Give it to me again. Give it to me again. Could you imagine D Wade hitting a game winner against the damn Warriors at home? Come on, Jack. I don't believe in the draft at all. So fuck the draft. I just want cap space in 2020. Here's the thing. If it's Dwayne Wade and not Dion, do we pay Dwayne Wade Dion's I ho- contract? I sure hope so. Du- no, he's talking about this okay. season, Jack. This about- se- oh, this season? Oh, no. Hell no. Of course I'd not. I'd take that, dude. I would take yeah. that. You know, let me tell you something. You're, that poll got over 1,000 votes, and it's like damn near like almost 50-50. Didn't the lottery odds You're change? Full. Like you could be, You might still be able to get into the top three with a... With a what do we get? The tenth pick on that the on league, that draft. The league owes them. The tenth pick would be three percent. They owe us yeah. for um, two thousand eight. They, they really do. Yeah. They they really do. Make, Make it, it happen. happen, NBA. They should sign Michael. They should trade for Michael. Come on, yeah, Michael Beasley, Mario Chalmers, like those are the guys. I those are the washed up vets. I would I wouldn't mind watching. Remember, remember what's what's what they had to James Greg Johnson. Odin. Oh, there you go. What's that? What's, what's yes. the fat guy's name? Eddie Curry. The, which which uh, one? Dexter Pittman. No, the one that we got was it from the Bulls. Jamal Eddie McGuire. Curry. Eddie Curry. Eddie Curry. Bring Eddie Curry back. Do you remember when Spo would use Jamal McGlure as a matchup for the Lakers because they played two bigs? Do you remember when that was a thing in the Big Three era? That when the Lakers went big with Bynum and Pau Gasol, Spolster would trot out Jamal McGlure, who would never play any other game in the season except for against the Lakers. The funniest thing ever was when um, the uh, when Lebertard said that Eric Dampierre looked like he played basketball in Chocolatas. <laughs> so true. <laughs> because I don't know why it's so fucking true, but it, it is, is so true. Do you know what's crazy about that era of Heat basketball? Now Miami has like two centers. Like that now they have like too many centers, and they found like Willie Reed in the garbage. Dude, and, like, that first year they had like four seven footers. Dude, but like none of them were any good, and they and couldn't they catch trackers. lobs. They had Zadrunas. They had McGlure. Oh, Zadrunas. 
they had uh, Dampier and they had Jawan, who was Alf, like six. Could you months. imagine? They had Dexter Pittman. They Alf. had Ronnie Turiaf. Holy shit. The bum of New York. Ronnie Turiaf was such a good cheerleader, bro. Alf, could you imagine if in 2018, like a team, a contender tried to play Zadruna Silgowskis big minutes? Holy shit. Dude, we yeah, imagine we with, like could you imagine somebody goes right into side. Golden State with Zadrunas Ogalskis playing 15 minutes? Oh yeah, my god. We're on the road to Zion, guys. We're on the road to Zion. What a time. That was such a you, that was such a time, man. Set your eyes to Zion. Set your eyes to Zion. If Hassan had JaVale McGee's mentality, wouldn't he be, he'd be fine, right? Oh, I don't know. About that. I mean, JaVale oftentimes ran at the wrong basket. Honestly, I'm okay with that, but he just tries hard, plays defense, doesn't even... Honestly, if you ask JaVale right now, JaVale, do you deserve the ball in the post? JaVale would be like, no, because I'm kind of trash. Because he plays with LeBron, too. LeBron makes the decisions. No, even before LeBron, I think JaVale would say, no, I'm just happy to be here. I'm glad that I'm tall and people like me. And I wonder if during the big three, he, Hassan, would demand post-ups. Probably right. Exactly. I think LeBron would kind of get him in check, or he would get shipped off. I, I don't think he would have lasted. Just like the the uh the people on that team just Yeah, the personality fit isn't there. Like, like Joel kind of like Joel was the perfect center for that team. I miss Joel Anthony. Although Bam has a little Joel Anthony in him that he's just missing point blank. Whoa. I mean that that's I mean listen, Joel defensively, I mean the he was nicknamed the warden and got MVP chance. Listen, I'm not here to slander. Yeah, Joel. I love Joel. The pro- my biggest problem with Bam is that I don't know if it's Spo or I don't know if it's Bam's personality. Look at the fucking basket, bro. Like look at the basket. I'll say what you want to say. These millennials are soft and they're too nice. I don't I'm a, I think I'm, I, I we discussed this on Lightskin Opinions last uh the other night. I'm not I think I'm, I I'm I passed a cutoff for millennial. Like millennials are thirty five and under, right? Yes. Okay, so what am I? Gen X. I'm like nothing. You're nothing. You might be. It's. I know I'm not Generation X. You're not. Is that is that after millennial or before? I think I'm like Gen Y or something. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Oh, millennial sounds cool. I kind of like it. Jack, do you like it? Do you like being called a millennial? That's fine. It's whatever. I love I love millennials because like they blame you guys for everything when it's. All the fucking uh, greatest greatest generation's fault. Riley's fault. (laughs) It's all like Riley's fault, and they blame you guys. It's true. Oh, millennials are lazy. Millennials have like three fucking jobs and can't afford their rent. Kiss my ass. I'd like to know where Pat Riley was when the housing market crashed and raking it in, probably. Hi, this is Craig Mish from Swings and Mishes here on the Five Reasons Podcast Network. Just in case you missed any of our podcasts in the past, here's what you missed. We have been um, extremely aggressive in in trying to acquire additional uh, international dollars, not just for, you know, uh, potential free agents with two first names. It's nice that that ownership is is fully supportive and allowing us to to do everything in our power um, to be um, the best team in, in in this region, in the gateway to America, and 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 for Miami to become a destination spot for for all Latin players, uh, because you know this is such an international city. Hey, it's Josh Appel and Mr. Bill Eleven. Now we are from Smark Your Territory, the Five Reason Sports Network's resident wrestling podcast, coming at you live on tape every Wednesday. 
from the Fortress of Smark. Join us on the fringes of the smattering for some not-so-serious pro-wrestling talk. It's Smark Your Territory every Wednesday on the Five Reasons Sports Network.